I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome back from Christmas. It's the NFL First Look Strategy Show Wednesday, the 27th. Yes, uh, pushed it back a day. Why? Because Ben and I were tired. Kind of. I mean, not really. I mean, most of it was because, you know, coming off of Christmas Day, are we really, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday football, are we really worried about first look on, on, on the Tuesday Probably not. It makes a lot more sense to do it on Wednesday, but hopefully you guys find us okay and we're no worse for wear. I was tired, though. I did not sleep well at all on Monday, Ben. Long weekend, decent amount of drinking, nothing outrageous, no hangovers. No. No hangovers, but the whole, like, yeah, I can tell I had some drinks this week. You know what I mean? It's not the hangover. It's not the can't function. It's just that, yeah, I feel it a little bit. Yeah, I feel it too. A little worn down. You know, when you get football Saturday, Sunday, Christmas was Monday, then there were bowl games. It's been a grind, but no, it's the home stretch. We get a different situation now. We've got 13 games on the main slate. It's a lot. So I I thought taking a little breather, get an extra day, because there's going to be so many moving parts. You know, a lot of this is going to change. Same time, I, I am excited to kind of look back and, and see what we had in week 16 and then see for the first look who maybe is at the top of your list. Do you remember on Sunday's Deeper Dive, we had somebody say that I when I was talking about the high noons and Jordan and I were talking about high noons, he's like, drop a shot of tequila in there. Yeah, you did that? Well, no, vodka, because it's a it's a mixed vodka drink. Yeah. So tequila sounded a little off, but I decided I'd go with some Tito's. And I did that for like three straight days. Let me tell you, total game changer. Okay. Yeah, turn my life around, man. Probably for the worse, but for now, for the better. So I'm feeling good. Also, we had, um, you know, Goody, who always hits us with the timely super chats. I do. I saw at the end of that show, he's like, I usually never speak negatively, but I feel like this show was just way off today. Now, I don't know if he was referring to the many off-color jokes I made, because there were many of them. But my assumption is that he's referring to the analysis. I look back on it, and I'd say we've had far more, far worse weeks than last week, both of us particularly being high on that Cleveland Browns-Joe Flacco-Amari stack. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It didn't seem out of the ordinary for me. I, I will say one thing on that show. Uh, the quarterbacks probably got glossed over a little bit, but it, it was more because I really wasn't that high on Dak and, and Nick Mullins, some of that, and we saw it reflected. So. It wasn't a bad main slate for me by any stretch. It got a little out of control because it turned into a tournament. You know, every so often this happens. It became a a tournament of Amari Cooper lineups. Like there there was no way to overcome that. Yeah. Like I had a night dude early. And by the way, I love Goody's been super supportive to us. I would just, I just be curious to know what he meant by that because a lot of the, and look, we're, we're the first people to come back on a Tuesday or Wednesday and be like, man, not great. (laughs) You know what I mean? So hopefully 
hopefully you take uh hopefully you take us seriously when we come in and say like I remember you said you you were like I think Miami Dallas could could be an overall like big letdown game yeah and it was um I was very high on Brees Hall the only th- yeah. but I like Garrett Wilson as well and I had him in a lot of those non Brees Hall lineups in the hundred dollar spy though Ben I had Flacco with Cooper and early on I'm thinking oh my like I got a shot you know I got a shot. Uh, this was a Sims lineup, but it had Bijan over Brees Hall. And that, would I have won with just that 1v1 swap? No, I wouldn't have. But it would have made a huge difference. Brees Hall had like 40 plus, right? Yeah, and he was a little more popular than I think yeah. I expected. Uh, that was a killer for me. Because early on the slate, the Falcons, you know, Pitts caught a, a quick touchdown. And I was just like, all right, we're in business. Atlanta's my best stack. Uh, a Drake London was not a non-factor B like five other tight ends ended up, you know, Chig caught a touchdown, of course, um, which, and then in Joku. So it, it lately when these really, really popular guys go off to that extent, it does change the entire slate, but you get some of that. And, and this week, I mean, with 13 games, ownership's going to be even more dispersed. You're going to find very reasonable plays at like 3% owned. We were, we were very off on one spot. Uh, I know he got hurt, but he didn't look good. The team looked terrible. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. Oh, yeah. And Ridley so was, was fine. The garbage time, like, as bad as it was, like, Ridley, you know, obviously good. he caught a couple. It was it was it fine, was the but they looked itself. horrible. The stack itself was bad. Yeah. That Very was, bad. That's a spot I'd love to get back. Um, hey, what do you say we get into a little goblin of the week? I have one. Uh, I hope you do. This is the this is the Nathaniel Hackett Goblin of the Week. I believe next year it will be Goblin of Brandon the Week. Staley. The Brandon Staley Goblin of the Week, right? Are, that, Correct. We're pretty, we're pretty strong in, in deciding that already. Yeah, it's solidified, I think. Okay, so even if this isn't your Goblin, I do want your thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sure chat would love to hear that as well. Another really embarrassing loss. And a week, too, where the Raiders did n- literally nothing offensively. They did nothing offensively it was two defensive touchdowns in the span of eight seconds but my goblin of the week it's got to be ron rivera man uh it just seems like week in and week out this guy it, it, you know what it seems like time has passed him by see he, he's no longer he's no he's not long for this league anymore they are starting jacoby Brissett, but i i would have i wouldn't have been surprised if they went right back to sam howell this week's Jacoby Brissett has led five straight touchdown drives, both of which have come late in games. And you could argue it was garbage time last week, but it wasn't. They literally had the lead and lost on a walk-off field goal. I don't have a massive goblin of the week, but I do think uh, Ron Rivera's time has come and gone. The Washington commanders are cooked. And he just he doesn't have a firm grip on this team, a firm grasp on, on this team, or really the game anymore, Ben. It certainly feels like that. Yeah, he's just not good. Uh, there's really not much to say. I like that team. I think they're better, kind of like the Chargers, where I think the sum of their parts should be better. I'm not saying they should be winning the Super Bowl, but they have no identity. They don't know what they're doing. Sam Howell is a mess. Uh, Ron Rivera's, you know, again, like take the Riverboat Ron thing, but even so, it's just like there's no rhyme or reason for his decision-making. Terrible. Um, I'm going to go to the Goblin that you alluded to. It is the Chiefs, and it's not because they lost to the Raiders, even though that's just not good it's just they're another team and i know it's easy like andy reed knows what he's doing there's no doubt about it but at times the chiefs 
are so cute for no reason. And you see, you know, you remember some of these really creative plays and Pacheco scores on a fake end around and he keeps it and that looks great. But you also have to remember that they gave up a touchdown on a option read where Pacheco caught the the snap and tried to take it and put it in Mahomes' belly and then pull it for no reason. Like, there's just no reason to do that. You should do gimmick things when you're the worst team. When you're the better team, you don't need to do that because you're just better. And the, the Chiefs are, despite what we just saw, better than the Raiders at home. And you don't need to do that. Well, you know, I think they're doing, and I agree with you, but I think that's happening because they they simply haven't been the better team lately. I, I think, you know, I, what I'm saying is I think they're getting desperate for offensive production. And the play calling would suggest that's the case, right? I mean, they seem desperate right now. They do seem desperate. I, I get it. And I, clearly they've got some issues. I just, I really don't like when they resort to, to gimmicks like that. I think it's just super short-sighted. And yes, they're not maybe as good as they were, but they should be able to figure it out with those weapons without having to resort to that stuff. They've always run some weird plays towards the yeah. goal. Like the shovel passes that have They don't been need so to do any of that, though. I, I, I don't know why they do that stuff. But maybe they do at this point. I don't know. There's something very off about that. Like, when we get to our tiers, did I bump them down from Super Bowl contenders last week? Because I think I did. They're not unless unless there's wholesale change, like unless things change dramatically overnight, Ben. I I know that we hold out hope for a lot of these teams, right? It happens. Matter of fact, it happens year over year with a lot of teams where we just keep saying they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. And oftentimes they never do. Right. Like sometimes yeah. teams just don't figure it out. Very possible. And I see chat saying that, but if you think that the Raiders should be favorite in Arrowhead, oh, of uh, course not. No, the you Chiefs have no idea better. what you're talking about. Like the Chiefs on, got issues, the, but it's the Raiders. Give me a break. The Raiders had, what they have a hundred total yards in the game. It's the rate. Like they're the Chiefs going up against Baltimore, Miami, these teams, they're going to have potentially serious issues and they're going to be on the road. And I don't know if they can overcome them. Going up against random teams at home, you should be able to beat them straight up. Yeah, you can't tell who's me that, out there. You can't tell me that like Aiden O'Connell led Raiders are better than the Chiefs, no matter who's out there. Just no, of course not. Um, but yeah, it's it it's been tough for them, man. And at this Has. point, we've got Travis Kelsey on this slate, but there's a million other guys in that same price range. Yeah, could it happen? Sure, but I have zero comfort in going to Travis Kelsey any week at this point. It's been really tough. I mean, certainly on the short slate, different situation. And, and a lot of people went there, I think rightfully so, but just yeah, not. It's Yeah, so did I. Um, it just doesn't look good. They look sluggish. They don't look creative. There's so many. All the issues that we just saw, I don't think they're going away anytime soon. So I had a lot we'll of get, Chiefs, like mega stacks on Monday. So did I. There were so many high-priced players that it felt like the way to win was to get, you know, just these these cheap attachments to a good quarterback and hopefully they go off for 40 points you know what i mean it didn't work out but that's one where i look back on it and i go yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna beat myself up over you know going the cheap attachments to a mahomes stack again it hasn't been great this year but you know like dude you had the eagles offense super expensive you had the 49ers offense pretty expensive some pricier pieces in baltimore like Across the board, it, it pretty expensive day to be playing DFS. It was just one of those ways to go, all right, let's hope one of these quarterbacks throws four touchdowns. That's the way I was playing. That's the way the Sims was playing it, too. Yeah. And 
I look at it on the surface and you go, oh, I don't love that. But then if you actually think about it, it makes a ton of sense. It just didn't work. No. And that listen, that that happens all the time. Um, so we'll see. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see where they go. You want to get to the power rankings? Let's do it. Before we do, take a single second, friends. Coming back. By the way, I hope you guys had a great Christmas. Hope you Hopefully you had a good holiday and uh, got everything you wanted. But for real, got the new year coming up. That should be fun. Take one single second. Hit that thumbs up. Atone for your sins on a Monday morning. Show some love to us here on the First Look Show. It helps us greatly. Otherwise, we wouldn't ask. So if you haven't done so yet, hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. We're at 95K, dude. We're 5K away from 100. Not bad. Five. Not bad at all. We're getting there. We're going to have two channels. Yeah. Pretty cool. And uh, hey, if you're watching or listening after the fact, leave a comment down below. We try and read and respond to all of them. And if you want to listen in podcast form, you better believe it. Everything's out there in podcast form that has a shelf life. And that includes the podcast exclusive that Ben and I will be doing right after this can only be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen. You won't find it on YouTube. 30 minutes in and out. I personally think it's the most valuable piece of content the two of us do together uh, or have done together all season long because we're actually looking at what wins tournaments and what is positively, you know, what what is positively simmed ROI, what type of lineups make the most sense, um, what is winning this year. Uh, And it's gone a a long way for us in roster construction and hopefully you guys as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love doing that. I'm very interested to see what we get to with it, with the slate like this, but who do we, who do we got to bounce? What are we doing here? I'm giving the board a once over. I don't see many glaring changes. All right. So I bet the Ravens on Monday, I, Saturday and Sunday betting was whatever for me, but Monday swept with, with Raiders. I went all dogs, Ben. I went Raiders, Giants, and Ravens, all dogs. Well, that'll Monday. work. It will. Well, some of these lines are big, man. Like, I, I, I've had trouble understanding why the Eagles are laying double-digit points in any game, and quite frankly, why the Chiefs are in most of these spots either. It's pretty ugly. Yeah, there's uh, no doubt about that. Spreads and who's the better team are not mutually exclusive. Just well, spreads are just a way to level the playing field, you know, to even an uneven matchup. That's all it is. That's why yeah. it drives me nuts when people are like, man, there's no way they cover the spread. Like, well, it's a spread because they're trying to make it a 50-50 proposition. I hear you, fella. Uh, you know, the thing that's interesting, some of these teams that are struggling, I, I don't think you can move them down. Like the Chiefs, the Jaguars, they no, are play- they're, they're no. going to be in the playoffs. They just are. Well, the Jags is weird because. Yeah, it is, but I still record. think they're making it. Probably. Would you like them laying seven this week? Um, Jags at home against the Panthers laying seven. I mean, their quarterback is the most injured I've ever seen a player that just seemingly and he'll plays. play, baby. He'll play. There's no doubt. And I think they will be fine. I don't know if if we honestly need to change much. I don't think I don't think I want to touch a thing. Um anything to move? Let's see. Well, we can't move anything out of Chikings. No, but I wouldn't anyway. The Zorro freak show doesn't no, of course, dude. The Raiders won with two defensive touchdowns in like that's a perfect, that's yeah. perfect. They belong. And the Broncos right lost are. to the Patriots. Yep. Like that's just what those teams do. All the dogs I bet this week won. I think all the favorites I bet lost. Uh I had the Lions. They looked that that was useful. 
Yeah, yeah, it was. So Cowboys are where they should be. I'm not surprised they lost to the Bills or the Dolphins. I think they come out this week and for sure beat the Lions, though, at home. But Yeah, they're a different team at home. They are. Browns belong where they are. I mean, at this point, we've just got a Ravens-Niners Super Bowl. And the Niners didn't look great, dude. Brock Purdy looked like shit. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens the Ravens are awesome. I love that team. Uh, they're just such a cool team. I don't make much of anything. Like, I don't think if if they ever play again, there's any reason i think this you know the the niners are going to be just fine the game got away from them i'm not the biggest brock purdy fan but i don't think that that says much of anything uh that the ravens are just awesome but we knew that lamar's going to win the mvp i think but i don't think it's that big of a deal certainly the niners are still a super bowl favorite our friend El Negro Loco, if the eagles lost i would have recommended firing him into the sun well that would be a good recommendation however it wouldn't be an option no tommy devito would have had their soul Exactly. The soul stealer, Tommy DeVito. Wait, what though? What would have happened though? We, if, if nobody knows, you don't know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say? Where it would have been. There was, there was something that could have happened where no, it was, team... it was the Eagles win one and then lose one to the giants. Oh when yeah, they yeah, yeah. Lose the first one and then win the second one. Then what do we do? But you that's not what I was going to ask. What I was going to ask is since, since Terod Taylor played ba- like half of that game, um, then is it still DeVito? Because DeVito suck. You 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 lose half your soul. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, lucky it didn't it didn't come to that. Uh, that was just a really weird game. But other, yeah, there's not much. Oh, I know. I, oh, I got absolutely. Uh, oh. You got to move the Bucks up to fringe playoff team. They're playing okay. well. They're they are playing, playing good well. football right now. Sure, that's fair. That's a good call. Someone has to win that division also. It's a good spot by you. Like, just by definition, uh, the Saints and the Falcons are already frozen. Yeah, actually, we have to do that because the Saints are frozen out. The Falcons are frozen out. Carolina is not going to win that division, obviously. So it has to be Tampa. Exactly. And Tampa's got the Saints this week. So I think it looks good. You can't move Dallas back. Can't move Dallas back up. Can't move the Chiefs up. Can't move the Eagles back up. I think we are where we should be. I think so too. Um, And that's the thing with the NFL. I get it. I'm guilty of this just like everyone else. At various points, everybody thinks that every team sucks. And it's just the NFL. Like there are no dominant teams. Even the Niners, you know, they have bad weeks and then they'll be there. And I, I still believe in like, you know, some like the Bills. The Bills were dead and buried. And now who wants to play the Bills? Well, I don't know, man. What, you don't believe in the Bills? The Chargers wanted to play them. I still think that was a dead cat bounce there for the Chargers. Yeah, and they survived. But, like, And they survived. No, 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 I'm with you. I like the Bills. I like the Bills here. But I'm just saying, week over week, you have no idea. You really don't. Week over no. week. Uh, just pay, the Broncos had a clear path to like solidifying a real playoff chance, and they lost at home to the Patriots, to Bailey Zappi and Ezekiel Elliott. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to the deal on Spotify. It it makes no there's no rhyme or reason for it. It just proves that these teams they're professionals. Like almost every team outside Washington uh, can just go in and do something. Let's talk some football. You ready? A little week seventeen. Get into it. There's a lot. Before we do, but guys, by the way, uh, if you're not in on the Sims tool yet, if you're not in our, the lineup generator, whichever it may be, football, basketball, doesn't matter. Links are in the description and in chat to all of that stuff. Um, and hey, dude, Sims tool, I had a real shot. I sent I sent it to you on, I guess it was Christmas morning. I finished six in the play action. Wasn't anything, I think it was like 1400 or something, but I was like one point out of first. Uh, wasn't a big chop. I was I was real close using the Sims all week long in the spy and a few of them. It's just you keep firing, man. And there was somebody. There was somebody that said, by the way, that that helped me bounce back from a rough uh, Saturday because Saturday, Saturday was tough. Had a lot of Patrick Mahomes, suffered some injuries. But there was someone that was that, that, that tweeted me and he's like, man, the Sims were jamming that guy. And I got I got him out of my lineups. And I, it was Amari Cooper. Right. He's like and I was like, yeah, man, you know, over time, you'll just learn to kind of trust it. Right. And he's like, well, it's been hard because every time I trust it, the lineups, it gives me a shit. And then when I don't, the lineups it gives me are good. And I was thinking to myself, like, the lineups are never actually shit. It's just a massive, a really small sample size, which is why people have a difficult time committing to something like that. It's the same thing with Odd Shopper with plus EV betting. If the formula works, over time, you're winning money. And the more you begin to just trust it and say, look, a lot of times the lineups aren't going to perform well because it's it's a random sample, Ben, and a high variance sport. It's going to happen, but the the you're running these simulations, the content simulations, forty. I think it's forty thousand times. Steve Buzzard said in the tutorial, and it is over that amount of time. This is the best lineup. These are the best players, the highest ROI players. This is the one that wins this much over that time. It's still a small percent of time it wins, but once you realize that you're playing large field tournaments, large field tournaments with very top-heavy payouts, you begin to sit back and kind of go, all right, I trust this process, even on weeks where I don't have good results. Oh, yeah. I mean, no doubt about that. You see that. Honestly, we could do a whole pod on this. Maybe we will um, at the end of the year here of like, there's a like psychology, a mentality, all that stuff that like, there are hurdles in DFS and betting that you kind of just have to get over. Um, And if you don't, you'll drive yourself crazy. You'll build false narratives. Like if you polled a lot of people, uh, particularly people who are not super experienced at DFS or betting, and you ask them if they're lucky or unlucky, they would all say that they're super unlucky. Oh, I'm just super unlucky. Every time I do something, it doesn't work. I, you know, near misses. And it's it's just like none of that stuff is true. You just you remember the bad bounces. You tend to forget when the sim recommended someone and it worked out beautifully. Like it, it's just I, I'm guilty of it, too. It's not an easy thing, but the more you can get into a habit of just understanding how high the variance is and what you're really trying to accomplish, which is just putting yourself in an advantageous position to get lucky. Uh, that's really, really a good formula and a good mindset. Would you agree that the best gamblers and DFS players out there are in large part, emotionally detached, emotionally desensitized. 100%. You have to, 100%. You it have took to me, be. took me a long time because it took it's me a long best. time to, to like, get over the emotions and get over any of, of the, of that thinking. It's tough. 
But once you and do, you, it kind of opens your eyes. It definitely does. And you can be, I mean, I, I tilt pretty hard for sure, but I never, don't, don't laugh. I, I say that and make, <laughs> make giggles. All right, relax over there. Um, I still don't let it bring into the like, up the fix is in, up it's rigged against me, up like, you can't seriously believe that you'll drive yourself crazy. Well, I'm no, no, no. I tilt too, but I tilt after the lineups and the bets are in like, I'm not, I'm not letting them, I'm not letting emotions dictate what lineups I play or what bets I make. That's what I'm saying. Also a good point, but either way, even if you're reviewing, like if you look at your lineups though, and you're using our post contest sim, which we use on the podcast, uh, which is awesome. Like you, you have to take a real view of it and not just look at your lineups where you got unlucky what about the the injuries that weren't on your team? What about the bounces that went your way? Like it all, it all truly does even out. Um, it's just important to remind yourself of that because I, I, I mean, how many times have I texted you just being like, "Well, <laughs> I'm cursed." Like it happens, but you just can't let that define everything. Yeah, man. Anyway, I just wanted to shout out one a quick little shout out here, and then we'll get into the plays uh, because whenever we have winners, uh, we love to talk about it. Curtis James, shout out to Stochastic. Big win, 7,500 NBA last week, 6,000 in NFL this week. Three-week continued success with the Sims tool and Boom Bus tool, changing my life. So, yeah, 6K on NFL, 7,500 NBA. Shout out to Curtis. Congrats, man. And, guys, you want to try a week? You've got Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday football this week. Link in the description and in chat uh, if you're looking to do a week or a month or even the lineup generator, whatever it may be. All right, let's talk about quarterbacks here. Uh, you know, when I when I look at this slate, I see a pretty loaded field. By the way, Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod Taylor starting. But at the top, and mind you, C.J. Stroud could be back. Brock Purdy, Shanahan expressed confidence that he'd be back. Trevor Lawrence has an AC joint. We'll see. Will Levis, Kenny Pickett to lesser extent, whatever. Uh, those are your injuries at quarterback. Hurts, though. Even in games where they play poorly, he's mostly having great performances. Um, Josh Allen this week against the Patriots, Lamar against Miami. That's the game of the week right there for sure. Justin Fields, 7,300. I think to me, I look at Jalen Hurts as somebody that uh, against Arizona at home, despite how bad and, you know, it's the most dysfunctional 11 and 4 team I think I've ever seen. They're yelling at each other on the sidelines. They're, they're refusing to talk to the media in fear of saying something they might regret. But $8,300 Jalen Hurts against Arizona is still towards the top of my list, man. So quarterback, I think you could seriously make a case this week, and it's partly a product of the 13 games that you want to just pay up because there's not just one big-time name. You've got Jalen Hurts, Allen, Lamar, Mahomes, who obviously is struggling, but he's still Mahomes, if you believe that. I'm not going. I'm not playing I don't, I don't want to play him. Let me, put I don't want to play him either. But if, if this chief stack is like 2% owned, I will yeah, be revisiting true. that. I'm not saying that's where I want to go. you got Justin Fields as well. Elite options up top. I, I'm drawn to Josh Allen just because I know that, I mean, as a DeAndre Swift backer, I know all too well that if the, if the Eagles get to the one yard line, Jalen Hurts is scoring a touchdown. But Josh Allen is not far behind. Josh Allen has six rushing touchdowns in four games. The guy is absolutely dominating. Uh, now, the stack hasn't been good, but some of those games were a little weird. I really like Josh Allen once again, pending the weather is okay. Okay. It's in Buffalo, right? Against yeah, New it's England. in Buffalo. Jalen Hurts, how does he have 15 rushing touchdowns? And they're all like one-yard touchdowns. They're all one-yard touchdowns? I mean... If you get pass interference in the end zone or they land on the one yard line, Jalen Hurts automatically scores. Touchdown. But also, 
the guy can run too. He, he, I think he's clearly still dealing with something with that knee. But you know, you get eight to ten rushing attempts each game. You're not gonna, you're not gonna complain about that. Three hundred yard passing performance last week. Only one passing touchdown and still twenty seven fantasy points. I like it. Um, what about Lamar? I mean, I I think it is kind of a weird spot coming off a game like San Francisco on the road. Now you come back home, Miami comes to town. It's still Lamar, uh, just a, a elite upside. We know that the tricky thing with him, it's mostly like a skinny stack, or you could argue maybe no stack. Zay Flowers was good, but he's still a mid range tag. I just have trouble with Baltimore. I'm not ruling him out, but I have him behind both Hertz and Josh Allen. Hey, I have two guys in the mid range that I like quite a bit. Would you like to guess? What are, what are you defining as mid range? We'll go six six to seven. Uh, Stafford. Nope. I have him on the list, but he's not the guy. Baker. Nope. Okay. Well. Good. There's like four quarterbacks and I chose and two got- already. <laughs> so it gets to like, well, Kyler, I mean, what, yes. like, wow, yeah. what, a, what a great guess by me. Kyler uh, against the Eagles. Eagles can't tackle. They, they, they can't wrap guys up. They can't tackle. They allow insane amount of yards after the catch. So you have guys in this offense that can do that. Uh, Trey McBride is a great play this week. Middle of the field for the Eagles has been a sore spot all season long. I might even consider some cheap Rondell Moore, super cheap, a super simple, cheap way to stack that, run it back with A.J. Brown, you know, something like that. I think it it is actually a sensible solution to a mid-range quarterback. And Brock Purdy at 7K, man. Brock Purdy plays, coming off an embarrassing four-interception loss. Shanahan said he thinks he's going to play. I will continue to go back to, to players, to quarterbacks against the Washington Commanders. Now, of course, last week, um, Brees Hall, right? Like that was a Brees Hall show. And it could be the case this week with Christian McCaffrey. It really could. Um, but if Sam Darnold ends up getting the start, there's no way I'm not playing him at 5,200. Like I'll for sure be playing Sam Darnold, Ben. And, and I see you smirking, but it makes way too much sense to not want to play Sam Darnold. You know, you could say Brock Purdy's a system QB or whatnot. Let's say he is, let's say he isn't. Doesn't matter. You can plug someone into this offense. And when you have yak guys like Debo and Kittle and McCaffrey and Ayuk, it doesn't really matter who you are. The, the, the way that they space the field, the way that guys are wide open, ripping 20, 20, 25, 50 yards after the catch, $5,200 uh, Sam Darnold, if he starts against this commander secondary, um, I don't see how I get away from it, honestly. Totally on board. Uh, the reason that I smirked is my brain doesn't work properly. I thought you were talking about Sam Howell for for a portion. No, of no, that. no, no, no. And I was just like, I'm not doing that. Uh, no, it just he seems bad. No, um, good thing he's not starting, but I wouldn't play him anyway. It, yeah, that, that's what when you said if he's starting, and I'm just like, that's oh, not gonna. Got you, got you, got you. Three. No, um, Darnold. Yeah, it, it's. I'm not saying that Brock Purdy. We don't need to go down the Brock Purdy wormhole. I will say this. There's not a better situation to be put in as a backup quarterback than San Francisco. Like it is a a borderline plug and play for whoever. And at that price point, when you have those weapons, Sam Darnold would be just fine. Uh, Let me put it to you this way. I would so much rather play Sam Darnold than Brock Purdy this week. Yeah, of course, because the, your, the stack is so much less expensive now 
um, and what you can do. You, you can be less flexible. You can go skinny. There's a million options. Obviously, San Francisco, every single one of their players is firmly in play. All The big four, you could play any of them. Yeah, and you could stack Sam Darnold. Like, if you wanted to go wild because of his price point, stack Sam Darnold with one pass catcher and Christian McCaffrey. You can do you can do a lot of different things there. Um, when you pay down a quarterback, but you still get access to the elite weapons, it makes your your builds a lot more efficient. Yeah, man, Jake Browning came back down to earth, huh? Yeah, I mean that happens. They get I, I don't you know I don't know if it's because like they get film on you. I always kind of assume it is, but something happens because you see it all the time. Dobbs, this happened to. Guys, they get it. They get on a little run, and then all of a sudden, the things that were working just aren't working anymore. Do you have anything else in the mid range? Because I only have one guy below six k that I have interest in. Not really. Again, I think it's more of a week to pay up a quarterback. I'll just give you my three. I got Josh Allen one. I've got Kyler Murray two, and I'm gonna make a case, even though I'm really not looking to do this. I think that Russell Wilson at home at flat six is fine. He threw the ball 37 times throwing the ball 30 or more times in three straight games. He's at home against the Chargers, who I don't believe in at all. I think he's a fine mid-range option if if you want someone in that price point. What about Heineke? So I did that last week, and it wasn't a disaster. But well, no, they, they, they just did a lot on the ground, too. Part of it is, let's see what it looks like. They're not in the dome. Like, going out to Soldier Field yeah. in, in January is not the best situation. All right, so you went Allen, uh, Kyler. Who? Oh, you did go Kyler. Okay. Yeah, and then Russ. I'll go Hertz. Uh, Kyler. And then I'm gonna go Sam Darnold. Just put some. Uh, he's probably not gonna start though. I don't think he is either. I guess I'll go Minshew. Go Sam Howell. <laughs> No, you know what? Yeah, we'll go Minshew, Gardner Minshew at 5,700. But right now, there's nothing down there that stands out to me. It would be Sam Darnold, and that's it, if he starts. It's about it. Running backs, Ben. McCaffrey, Kyron Williams up top. Rashad White, again, it's so funny. It's just like plug in your 20 fantasy points. Not 30. No, nope. 10. Every, every week. Not 15. Plug your 20 in. He's at a price point now that's uh, a little bit, a little bit more complicated, seventy six hundred. And quite frankly, how do you get away from just Christian? McC- We're going to have to find a way to save money. But Christian McCaffrey and Kyron Williams are two guys that just out of the gate stand out. They're two expensive players, but they look so good. They look great. Uh, it's just an opportunity cost thing. The more value that opens up. Darnold, pay down wide receivers, other random people, it's going to allow you to go get them because what's there to say? They're the clear one and two. And then I think there's a big list of everybody else. Uh, If you have the money, go get them. I I think that naturally $1,300 is a huge difference. Like Kyron's going to be my one. I'll just tell you right now. He's doing everything that you could ask for. And he's not at 996 like McCaffrey is, but yeah, in a perfect world, you'd have plenty of room for both of them, and I don't think that world exists right now. Steve asked, "What about Carr?" I I can't do it. Right, I just I'm not, I don't think I can go back to Derek Carr, man. It's 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 such a complicated and and convoluted offense that 
you know, it's he's a good coming spot, off. Though. He's, yeah, it is. And he's coming off a really strong game against the Rams. I understand all of that. $5,500 car is probably fine. Probably fine. But it's tough for me to pull the trigger there. And you know, Taysom Hill's been quiet for a couple of weeks. He's going to come roaring back in week 17. There's got to be other reasons why I go to that stack. I'll say that much. It's either like there's no value and I can't make it work. They're 0.1%, which I think is possible. They're not going to be a popular stack. Uh, I'm not looking to get there if I can avoid it, but I do think it's a good spot by, by Steve. That's a, that's a decent call. It is, especially with nothing being down there. You know, yeah. if you're, if you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, Derek Carr against the Bucks makes sense. Uh, middle tier. Would you have any interest in Camara this week? It's, it's been another tough. It's just this team. This team is, is tough to get your finger on the, the pulse. Kind of the same story. Yeah, I, not really, because this is not, oh, well, he's, you know, 5,700 and he can catch some pat. Like, you need a game. Yeah. And it's not just you need a game. You need a game that's going to beat White, Taylor, Etienne, Cook, McCaffrey and Kyron are in a different price point. But if one of them explodes, they're going to take one of the three running back spots uh, or maybe even two if a lot of wide receivers get there. It's a lot to ask Kamara right now if you're saying he's going to get, what, 15 touches? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I don't think I can do it. Because there's other guys in that range that look good. Travis Etienne, this might be a, a buy low spot. And I say buy low because it, they, they've lost four straight games. Each of the last three, they were either, they, 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 they narrowed the gap against Cleveland, but they were down by multiple scores. They abandoned the run. They abandoned the run against Baltimore. They abandoned the run against Tampa Bay. Now they're seven-point favorites. Could be a no Lawrence or a hobbled Lawrence. There's no offense to speak of for Carolina. Despite DJ Shark just waking up out of the blue last week, they haven't had much at all. Now you're touchdown favorites at home. You could see Travis Etienne getting back to that major workload here. Uh, keep the ball on the ground against the Carolina team that's allowed more rushing touchdowns than any other team this season. Th- that one does stand out to me as a pretty intriguing spot. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I honestly didn't even know that the Jags had lost four straight. That's yeah. That surprises me. Yeah, they've um, been struggling. ETN, definitely in play. Uh, he is getting, you know, he was in the mid sixes last week, so he got a boost. Um, I don't love it, but I don't really love anything. The way I'm structuring right now, I'll, I'll just get right to it. I want one of the big two. And then I want DeAndre Swift. So uh, one, of, one of Kyron Williams, one of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And then I think that you could make an argument that Kenneth Walker, Mixon, Swift, Bijan, and Eckler are just as potent as White, Kamara, Taylor, Etienne, and Cook. I don't think that that's that lopsided. I think you could make that argument. What about Devon Achan if, if Raheem Mostert's out? I know it's a yeah. tough matchup, but I mean he could get a lot of opportunities in this game and he's good. He's, he's very good. He needs 
to consolidate the volume, though. I will not play him if Mostert's in. No, I'm saying what if Mostert is out? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm – it's just – that's an, that's not a it, – it's not a – it has to be an if statement for me. There's yeah. no like, oh, well, no, he has to be out. How about James Cook at 7,100, man? He let a lot of people down last week coming off a huge performance in week 15, then just nothing. What do you have, like 66 rushing yards and that was it? Now you're double-digit favorites against the Patriots? Yeah, I just, again, I, I have no strong issue. It's just Josh Allen rushing upside. Cook, we saw, we saw it, but like Saquon is right below him and all the guys I listed. I think I'm going to try to steal some money here and, and go to the sixes. And another issue is like for not just workload like you were talking about, but his prices come up. That's what I mean. It's yeah. you're, you're, the margins are thinning while the 13 games give you more price points. Yeah, Pacheco is hurt. We'll see if he passes protocol. If not, Edward Tolaire. Uh even that's gross. But we gotta see who else is back there. Like is is McKinnon ever is he completely gone? I don't have the injury in front of me. Uh He's on IR, so he might just be completely done. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's not coming back. Yeah, not this week. But like, it's the Chiefs. I, I still, he would be a pay down option and a popular one. So would Zamir White. But I think Jacobs probably goes if he doesn't. Zamir White looked awesome. He looked really good, man. What are you, 160 plus rushing yards in that game? He was great. He You're just... probably right that Edwards Alaire would be viable. Let me ask you this let's play a game here. Okay, so Saquon Barkley. Or James Cook? Saquon. Bijan Robinson or Travis Etienne? Etienne. DeAndre Swift. Doesn't matter who you're saying in the sevens, it's Swift. Swift. Going back to that, huh? Great. He's a great player. And eventually know, he's going to fall in the end zone. He like scored. I know he scored, he, he, he scored. but he, he could have had three. Yeah, I, I tweeted uh during that game that if if going down at the one yard line was a touchdown, he would have broken the all time record weeks ago. It's every week. I had the it's anytime just... touchdown on him last week. I overloaded in showdown. He literally went down three times at the one. I think he I went down first. at the one multiple times against the Giants, right? Uh, yeah. But the opportunities are there. And that's the thing. Like everyone this is why, this is why I keep going back to him, and this will further your point. I, everyone goes, yeah, but Jalen Hurts rushing touchdowns. Yeah, but Swift gets a lot of goal line work and a lot of opportunities inside the 10. It just so happens that, and look, we joke about going down at the one. So much of that is just bad luck. Like so much of random. that is rand, pure randomness. If you're going to tell me that, you know, they're big favorites at home against Arizona and that he's going to see another four or five opportunities inside the 10 and he's coming off a 20 carry game, you kind of just have to go back there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, look at Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard was, I, I've never seen a guy fully in the end zone before and not score. So if you think Swift was bad, did you see that play? <laughs> I've never seen a guy, his, Yeah. It, it looked like he was returning a kick the other way. Like the only thing outside the end zone was the ball. Um, but yeah, all that <laughs> stuff. It's a good price point for Swift. He He's going to be a very strong play this week. Give me your one and two uh, tiers, upper and mid tier, before we get to the lower tier. Kyron and Swift, no doubt about it. Kyron and Swift? Yep. All right. Uh, wow, Jordan just sent me something. 
from Underdog NFL for, per rap, rap report. Broncos considering benching Russell Wilson for financial flexibility reasons. If Wilson suffers a significant injury, they wouldn't allow him to pass a physical in March. He'd be owed $37 million guaranteed in 2025. Are, are they... Don't they have stuff to play for still? You would think so. Maybe they're just not buying into it at this point. Who's that, Stidham? Oh, yeah. They're seven and eight. Go at nine and, Yeah, that's going to be... Looks tough. So it'd be one, but, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. There's ten teams at eight and seven or above. That's crazy. Yeah, the the AFC is disturbing. Some real parity there. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't we'll be keep, playing Jared Stidham. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on it. Um, yeah, because be I good. wanted to play Marvin Mims. I was hoping Sutton would be out. You get that cheap Marvin Mims. No, that's good because if he does sit. I'm going to keep Russ on our graphic and then I can filter out some more people on Twitter. So I'll, I'll definitely have a bunch of people like you're playing a guy who's not even playing. <laughs> and it's like, okay, okay, sir. Let me, let me escort you to the mute section. Um, why, why, dude, why is Russell Wilson on our graphic to begin with? No, he's, he's in play. If he plays, I, why is I he like, on our graph. It's a 13 game slate. Is he the thumbnail? Oh no, no. I meant, I meant what Jordan sends us. Oh, got you, got you, yeah. got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have him as my Russell. third player, so I'm sure who's, the slappies the, will be out. Who's on the thumbnail for this video? Uh, let's see. I don't. If it's Russ Wilson, that would be a weird coincidence. It's uh. Oh, that's weird. Who the hell is that? Bailey Zappi. What? <laughs> it, it, stop speaking. Mine just show up as stochastic. I can't see it. It's Bailey Zap. Wait, no, it's Jared Stidham. That would be, that's who it should have been. Who is it? Rashad, 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 Rashad White. White. See, that's a nice Rashad quality. White. One of my favorite players in the league. Love that guy. He's been getting it done, man. Not really. Anyway. Uh, I got a low tier play for you. I think James Conner is totally viable in this spot. Uh, it's a tough spot for Chuba Hubbard against Jacksonville. However, Miles Sanders might be out. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't doing much to begin with. No, but he still vultured some. I mean, he did. It, you, you have to think that if that if Miles Sanders ends up sitting in this game, right, that Chuba Hubbard just gets everything. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's, who is it, Blackshear, I think, would be the number three. I suppose it could be Blackshear, but you would think that, that Hubbard gets a ton. Would you like Hubbard more if Trevor Lawrence sits? I think so, but I don't think it's a huge deal. Okay. Be- because I don't think there's that many game scripts where they play from ahead regardless, honestly. For sure. I'm not saying play for with a lead, but just play without getting their dicks kicked in. You know, I don't I mean? think that's gonna happen either, though. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> like it Jags are struggling. Yeah. Jags are not that good. So no, um right. we had a question Connor about Derek. 5,900, though. Don't sleep on James Connor right now. That's fine. I'm gonna throw uh we did have a question about Derek Henry. I think he's fine, but I'll be honest. I'm I haven't seen that like crazy upside from him. I'm not sure that's gonna change anytime soon. Uh, Spears is is a quality complimentary back. 
don't see his role expanding without that. It's really thin to get there. Yeah. Last time I liked Derrick Henry against Houston, he had 16 attempts for nine yards. So he didn't get the bonus. By the way, no, he got didn't an anti-bonus. Uh, by the way, I'm not saying it's it's a bad spot because I still think it's a good spot. We just saw we just saw Houston get rolled, right? I mean, rolled. But that was in the passing game. That was all in the passing game. Mari Cooper made a sideline catch, a sideline grab too. It's like remember you and I were talking about who are like the most kind of not not underrated, but almost underappreciated wide receivers yep. in the league. And the two that came to mind for us were Mike Evans and Amari Cooper. Both of them That's had big games. Mari broke this the the record for Cleveland, but uh, Mike Evans had another two touchdown near hundred yard game. Those guys are great, man, but never talked about in the same conversation. Anyway, and Stroud is back potentially too. That does not help. No, and, and you would need yeah. I think I think Stroud will play in this game. They still have a chance. They're sitting at eight and seven. Uh, CJ or Devin Singletary fifty six hundred. Tennessee has a good run defense, but. Losing Simmons for the, for the year on the IR and having a really banged up defense, I, I think we have to at least view them through a different lens than we have for most of the year um, now that the, the white flag has essentially been raised. So I think there's two guys right back to back that you, you have to take with a little grain of salt. Devin Singletary is the first. He had nine carries, but they played from behind. All it's not the game script you want for him. Uh, Javante Williams. Same kind of situation. He had 11 carries and three targets. Just not ideal. I do think regardless of the QB situation, he's going to be pretty busy at home against the Chargers. 5,600. Is it my favorite play? No. Is it playable in the mid-fives? I think absolutely. Kyle said you won't see Henry this cheap maybe ever. No, dude. Henry was cheaper this cheap. It was 6,300 in week 11. 6,400 in week 12. 6,800 in week 13. 6,800 last week, 6,900, 15, and 14. So uh, his price hasn't really budged at all. A matter of fact, his price came up. His price is moving up. I'll give a, I haven't said something stupid in quite a while. I'll give a hot take to you right now. You'll never see Derrick Henry more expensive ever for the rest of his career than this. Than this. That's what week. I was thinking. He'll That's never be thinking. in the 7K again. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I, I think you're right. He'll he'll definitely never be in the 8K again. No. No, he won't. Especially with Tajay Spears there. Yeah, Spears is a good player. I don't think it's crazy that he he continues to carve out a real role. And I'm a huge Derrick Henry guy. The guy's amazing. But it seems like it's it's only getting worse. And I'm not sure he's ever going to eclipse, you know, where he was at to, to climb back salary-wise. Henry won me a lot of season-long tournaments. Uh, leagues back in the day henry was instrumental in winning you a quarter million he was that was you had very low owned henry when everyone hated him because he couldn't catch passes remember that he didn't need to just runs nobody ever played henry but you remember that everyone would say like it's a fish play it's a donkey play if you play derrick henry and then it's like 230 yards and three touchdowns later well he can't do it again yeah he had quite a run there but no for me here I'm going to go Javante Williams just to get to my last play like for him. my tiers. Kyron, Swift, Javante. Okay. I'll go. I love Kyron, but I'll go McCaffrey just because I think you will be able to play McCaffrey this week, by the way. It'll be tough, but you can do it. Uh, and we'll get interested. into Tyree Kill with no Jalen. What were you going to say? I'm just really interested to see. I, I totally agree. 
you think you can play him with a quarterback above 75? That's my big question. Play him with Lamar, with Allen, with Hurts. Maybe not, but I have no issues pairing him with Brock Purdy either. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or Sam Darnold, obviously. Well, I would love to pair him with Darnold. (laughs) If Darnold starts, he's got to be chalk. I just can't imagine he's not chalk against Washington. I'll eat the chalk, too. But you can find creative ways, I think, to play that, don't you think? Oh, definitely. There's a lot of stuff you can do there. That'd be a fun Sunday conversation. For sure. Yeah. And we can, you know what? We can get into some fun. We always get into great stuff on the podcast exclusive. It's like 30 we'll minutes. We'll play the if game. We're doing it after this. Yeah. We always get into like roster construction and game theory. It's not just, oh, here's a good stack. That doesn't help anybody. We break down single entry, three max contests as well. Because as Ben always says, with single entry, it's you are max entering. It's just you have one entry to max. Yeah. and. It's great because the field can't throw 150 when maybe you could only throw five, but you still only have one shot. So unique strategy for sure. I'll go Christian McCaffrey. God, I want to go Travis Etienne here, but I feel like he should be mid 6K. I feel like he should be the DeAndre Swift, Bijan Robinson price right now. That was my whole point that I think you could switch the sixes and the sevens and no one would complain. No, it's a great point. Give me Swift. I'll go Swift with you here. And Zamir White, uh-huh. if he plays, by the way, if he starts and Jacobs is out. I mean, he'll be one of the most popular plays on the slate, and he should be. He should be. He's too cheap. If, if Ezekiel Elliott's almost $6,000, there's no reason Zamir White should be 5100 But uh, because we don't know, I'll go James Conner against Philly. All right. Let's talk wide receivers. Oh, one thing. One thing. How could I forget? Um. You guys know whenever there's offers out there, whenever these sites, whenever books, whenever, whatever, are, are, are saying here's free money, well, we'll let you know. Right now, better, B-E-T-R. You see it in the top right. Double your first deposit. Not, not $100 first match deposit bonus, not $250, not $300, $500 first match deposit bonus over at Better. Look, what better way to get yourself a foothold, foothold, sorry, in a, a very, 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 very competitive industry where prize picks is taking off and underdogs in it, sleeper, all of these, then say, fuck it. Give you $500 first match deposit bonus. And you get free squares over there as well. So if if there's one thing that that I've said once, I'll say it a million times, guys, just jam this into your heads. It's the same thing we talked about earlier when we were saying how, like, you should have no emotional attachment to the lineups that you make, Right. Um, it doesn't mean you're not making sharp decisions, but don't have emotional attachments like, oh, I can't play this guy, you know, or I have to play this guy because he's been going off or, or, or you know, he can't have a bad week, right? We see that all the time. Um, or with betting, the emotional attachment, just make the bets, make the plus EV bets where the true odds are better than the odds that you're getting. Well, it's the same thing in the sense of like something in this case, don't overthink it. If you have free squares at one place one day and not at prize picks or sleeper or underdog, you take those free squares. If you already tapped out your first match deposit bonus at underdog, sleeper, and prize picks, but not at better, and it's up to 500 bucks, and you can even reallocate some of that, some of those funds from one site over to the other if you have to, it's, it's the simplest process. And there's no overthinking it. There should be, Ben, I should say, no overthinking something like this. No doubt about it. Again, it's just... First of all, awareness. That's the number one thing. There are so many things going on in DFS and betting and everything in between. Just 
being aware of where's the best spot to put your money? Where's the best spot to have? Uh, what do you think? Some people, they want, you know, the 100x payout. That's a unique thing to better right now. If that's what you're looking for, that's obviously a site that I think you're worth exploring. If you're looking for something else, there, there's so many things out there. So uh, I, I've seen this a lot. I, I also take a litmus test. I know it's not the most accurate thing. I don't know about you. My Twitter, the amount of people I have seen I'm better lately. It's just like on my for you, a lot of people have been using this and these inefficient platforms. There, there are opportunities out there. So uh, well, yeah, because, because I mean, you saw the same thing with ESPN bet the $250. Exactly. Price They're price. taking They're, these bonuses. That's, that's the way it works. Link in the description chat. If you're not there yet. And Jordan just hit me up with this free square on Patrick Mahomes this week, over a half a passing yards, uh, over a half a passing yard. Wouldn't say it's a lock at this stage of the game. But uh, no, I'm kidding. Over a half a passing yard, free square. So if you're looking to 100X, well, plug that one in and you've already got one win. Even if you're playing two two leg lineups, you already have, now you need one. If you Now you need two of three, two three of four. These free squares are massive, the payoffs that you're getting from them. Shuffle them around. Make sure you're on all of them and you're getting the free squares and the bonuses. Check it out in the description or in the chat if you're not there yet. Wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, $9,300. A.J. Brown, $8,600. I love A.J. Brown this week, by the way. I think, I think this, this, this could be like an A.J. Brown explosion week. Then you have a bunch of other guys. I just It was hard to do tier breaks on this, Ben. I went $7,500 and up for the top tier. So like Pittman, Chase, Debo, Nakua, Cup, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill. Uh, it's, it's tough because as good as that Baltimore defense is, Jalen Warren likely has a high or Jalen uh, Waddle has a high ankle sprain and it's probably going to be the Tyree kill show, but up top for me and Cooper cup's got a good matchup as well, but up top for me, it's AJ Brown and it's Debo Samuel right now. No doubt about it. I'm with you. Uh, when I mapped out my list, AJ Brown is he's number one for me. 8.6, just good price. Still getting the targets at home against Arizona. It just checks a ton of boxes. My bigger question is what to do with Diggs. Been trying this a little. And I mean, he he's just, it's not really happening. And it, there's almost like no sign that besides him just being Diggs, that it's going to happen. Uh, so that's just a very interesting wrinkle because I do like Josh Allen, but I am with you up top. AJ Brown is the guy that I want. Okay. I love him. I love him this week, you know. And it has been like a squeaky wheel gets the grease situation on that team all year long. He's frustrated again. I don't even think on targets. I think play calling. I think they're just frustrated on a lot of fronts, right? He said, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. That's what he told the media after a win against the New York Giants. You know, they're they're traversing rocky ground there in Philadelphia right now. But it is what it is. He's a great play. I love Debo as well, though, Ben. Like Debo, just the yards after catch against this Washington team. The I like Ayuk too, though. Like Ayuk at seven thousand is a great play in the mid range. Yeah, no doubt. And the thing about Debo too. By the way, Jared Stidham is starting. Oh, good. All right. Well, Jordan, can we throw? Uh, let's see. Give me. Uh, give me. Baker Mayfield, 6.1. Okay. Thank All you. Right. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt about it, though. Looking at Debo, 
you're going to get some games like that just by the way he plays. Now, he actually, ironically, was busier. He had 12 targets against Baltimore, which is very atypical for him. He's more of like, oh, I'll get six targets and just have 300 yards. But Debo is Debo. Most explosive player on the field, no matter who they're playing. He is surrounded by four Q tags, two above, two below. I think that is a negative for him uh, just because it's like, oh, I need someone in that range. Everyone else is hurt. I'll play Debo. But we'll see who is available when the dust settles. Top tier, you're going AJ? I really am. All right. I mean, I love that, but I'll go Debo just because. Like, AJ would be my my guy there, but I'll go Debo. Because, you know, why not provide a little bit of variety here? If Nico Coll- if CJ Stroud is back, I love Nico against Tennessee. I would pay 7K for Nico Collins if CJ Stroud is back in action with Tank Dell out. Um, that's fair. Cal- Calvin Ridley, if Zay Jones, I mean, that's another spot. You'd have Trevor Lawrence, though, it's scaring me because he'll play and might not be close to 100%. DJ Moore, really rough game. You know who I, you know who I like? I, I, I'll give you a guy I like. And this is actually semi narrative based. Let me get your thoughts here. So Mike Evans is so good, but anytime this guy goes up against New Orleans, it is the same result. Time, time over to like time. And again, it never changes. Mike Evans struggles. Now, Marshawn Lattimore though is on the IR. So does that change things? Because if Marshawn Lattimore was healthy, I would love Chris Godwin in a spot like this. I still kind of do like Chris Godwin, though. I still think this could be one of those Godwin spots that looks pretty decent. With that in mind, though, the one guy that I would go to in the mid-range that I really like, um, I went Debo earlier. I would love to go Ayuk. Like, honestly, Ayuk is, as a field stretcher, I, 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 Debo is a yards after the catch guy. You can kind of do anything, right? Like, true gadget, but like a real gadget that anything works. So... I'm going to actually switch. I'm going to go A.J. Brown number up top, and I'm going to go Brandon Ayuk. I don't want to go two 49ers. No, I'll go sense. A.J. Brown top tier and Brandon Ayuk at 7K. I think that's a great price on Ayuk. I'll go A.J. Brown one. I'm going to go Calvin Ridley. I know that whoever's throwing in the ball, but he's still Calvin Ridley. I like the spot. Lawrence can get him the ball. Even, in, even if it goes poorly like it did last week, we saw Ridley – I mean, he caught two touchdowns. You're going to get there, but I I like him in the 6K range. I think that's a fine call on Godwin, no doubt about it. It's funny, like, he had that explosive week when no one played him, and then it's like, oh, he came back to earth. Nothing changed. He had 11 targets uh, against Jacksonville. It was just not as opportunistic. Um, I'm going to continue to look to him. I have no problems with that. I think where I start to struggle is for my cheapie. You know, Zay Flowers is down there. George Pickens, who it does feel a little chasey because we know the floor with him is like two. But I still think that when you have a guy that can get you those type of ceiling games, he is he is the Gabe Davis of 2023. Like he's doing the Gabe Davis. He has three games north of 25. And he's got about seven games less than 10. What's his price point at? 5,300. I'm willing to embrace that. Coming off a monster performance. That's that part isn't ideal because with these guys, I don't think there's any correlation. Uh, no rhyme or reason because it's like on the five or six targets, you need to have two long touchdowns. Yeah. And you don't, you're not more likely to do that because you just did that. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not less likely to do it either though. So 
You got to give me a mid range guy though. You can't. He he can be your low tier play. My mid range is definitely Ridley. Okay, it is Ridley. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Ridley at 67, but I'm picking. I'm going with George Pickens. Uh, he's just a player, and I, I still think when you have home run upside, you can embrace a guy whose floor is is terrible. I'm with you. I have him listed as well. I wanted to go Marvin Mims if Wilson was in there in the event that Sutton missed. Yep. Like $3,500 Mims to me would be a great spot. And yep. But I would take, now, what's that? Yeah. I, the Denver thing shook up a lot. A lot. It's ugly. Do, do, do your thoughts change on Javante Williams? No. No. Okay. It's, it's unusual that you and I get news on a first look show. That is shocking. Wednesday, but still. Uh, if Pittman's still out, like this is one of those spots where concussion symptoms reemerge after you've been cleared. I wouldn't be at all surprised if he missed another week. You know, Alec Pierce is 3,900. Downs is 5,400. Demario Douglas is 4,300. Parker Washington, if they have absences there, is 3,800. What do you think about Cedric Wilson if Waddle is out? Well, Waddle's going to be out. Yeah, I I think you can do it. I, I I'm hoping that more value will open up. Uh, maybe I'm splitting hairs, but like he's not the min. I know. Like Shark is down there. Now I, I'm not saying I want to chase that either. Mingo is down there. Watson is down there. There are names. I just don't really think I want to dip that low unless something opens up. I think I might go Rondell Moore. Where is Hay? 36. It's a good matchup. Okay. I mean, really, the Eagles cannot tackle. And this whole secondary has been, it's been a, a real struggle for them. They play yeah. so far off the line of scrimmage on so many of these plays that, like, they're just giving up free yardage to opponents. I think it's a pretty interesting spot, assuming Marquise Brown sits again. Well, I see it. I mean, the stuff is going to open up. I tend not to worry too much about the 3K range because most likely by Sunday, we're going to be talking about random 3K guys uh, as yeah, they right. emerge. All right. So I'm going to go Noah Brown. Okay. If Stroud's in there without tank, I think Noah Brown's a perfectly good play at 5,100. I mean, the Texans. They're just a, a straight different team with Stroud. We've seen that now. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. there was a little fool's gold there getting that win against Tennessee, but it's Tennessee. Still 18 targets over the last two games for Brown. Take 18 targets coming from C.J. Stroud, and things look a whole lot prettier. So uh, 50, you know, quite frankly, Ben, the more I think about it, let's say Stroud is in, I might. I wouldn't be surprised if I don't have a ton of Collins at 72, but I do get a lot of Noah Brown at 5,100. And we're going to talk right now, like Schultz is going to be involved. Yeah, it sounds weird, but there's not a ton of rhyme or reason on that team. Like they're all going to have big seasons, Dell and and Collins, and even to some extent when he was healthy, Noah Brown and Schultz. But from week to week, there's no real telling who it's going to be. It's just you're kind of just firing and hoping you hit, you land on the right one. So I don't yeah. mind saving 2100. It's been like that all year. Yeah. All right. So give me AJ. Give me Ayuk. Give me Noah Brown. And it would be AJ Ridley uh, Pickens. So at tight end, there's really just two guys. What's wrong, Jordan? 
No, I told you I was switching that. So AJ Ayuk, AJ Brown Ayuk, and and uh, Noah Brown. Um. Oh, dude, did I not say that the moment you got off Chigakonkwu, like you did yeah, with I Evan know. Ingram, that he was going to smash? Did I not say that on the deeper dive? It's just the. It's just programmed. I like. <laughs> That's that's one my monologue earlier about like don't think you're cursed. That's one I swear to God. Like my tight end post uh, is insane. I and he's wide open. Derrick Henry throws him a touchdown. He had to be 15 yards in the clear. <laughs> six for on six receptions, six targets, 63 yards and a touchdown. Incredible. By, by far his best game of the year. It's his first double digit game of the year, and you're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll just for- go elsewhere this week. Yeah, I went to Pitts, who was good, but yeah, just like really crazy. Uh, Ingram's fine, but for me, there's just two very obvious guys up top. Two very obvious plays. It's not Goddard, it's not Komet if he plays. Schultz at 4,300 looks fine if Stroud is out there. Trey McBride and George Kittle to me in these yep. spots are just too good to overlook. It's hard to argue with that. Uh, you're just accessing. Really good spots, uh, either with McBride, obviously it's a bad team, but he's going to be busy with Kittle. You're just accessing Washington, and the Niners is a game we want to target. Kittle's my one, Schultz is my two, right off the bat. I think they're like pretty clearly my one and two, honestly. I, I, I don't have a lot of pivots, particularly for Schultz. Like Waller and Likely are fine, but I'm not even close to saying that I want them over Schultz. McBride's one of my favorite plays on the slate, let alone position. Exactly. Yep. Give me McBride up top. Who who are you going up top? Oh, Kittle, definitely. Okay. It's McBride and Kittle. Like to me, they're head and shoulders above Ingram, but they're the same price. I always like to give this caveat, and again, it's not actionable. There's always a balance where I don't think it'll get there, but maybe, and it goes hand in hand with Mahomes. Travis Kelsey has been just terrible and he hasn't even been close to paying off this price point. If Travis Kelsey at home at flat seven is like 2% owned, I will seriously consider forcing some in. You know, before this show, I, I made it, I, I made it a, a priority to ask you about him and I forgot to ask you about him. So I'm glad you brought that up. I don't have him as someone right now that I'm particularly interested in paying up for. I mean, you look at the top tier and mid-range of running back and wide receiver and and quarterback, and Kelsey becomes a tough guy to plug in. But you have to think that his ownership is is really low this week, right? Or do you not think so? I think by the product of him being terrible, the Chiefs being terrible, and all the pay-up options elsewhere, it's got to be low. How low, I don't know. Uh, that's what I'll lean on the tools for, but... Two things can be, you know, two things can coexist. I can think that Kelsey is not the preferred option, and I can still think that he makes a lot of sense at the right ownership. Uh, you know, if McBride's 30% owned and Kelsey's 1% owned, that's a pivot I will make on teams. Do you remember by any chance what uh, what Kelsey's ownership was in the Millie? On Monday? Yeah. Maybe like 40%. Okay. I'm just I guessing. I wish he was on a main slate. So That's I the can... thing. You you can't really take much from that. You can't. But I would still love to know what his own is. Like the, la- the last main slate that Kelsey was on 
I, I, we could go back and look. Maybe that's something we could pull up when we do the podcast in a minute here. But uh, what about Durham Smythe this week? I, it sounds disgusting, understandably, but, you know, played, what, almost 90% of snaps last week. Uh, I could pull up his route participation as well. Played 85% of snaps in that game. Was used. And it wasn't really a game where they, they aired it out a ton. I mean, what was it, 22 21 19 final score or something like that. Uh, Smythe week 15 ran 19 routes, four receptions on four targets for 32 yards, and then week 16 he ran 29 routes, had five receptions on five targets for 56 yards. And Jalen Waddle's going to, in all likelihood, be out. I, I don't think that's crazy to go to a $2,900 dorm. Smythe, it's definitely not crazy. I think it's more. I don't know how often I'll need to do that. Not to mention, like, to me, a guy like Gerald Everett, 3,500 is is a reasonable punt. He had eight targets in that game. There, there are cheapies. I'm going to try to keep it to the main guys, but if I get in a jam, I'll go to that. Okay. Well, we still have to do tiers here. By the way, 15 likes away from 100. Appreciate you guys. If you have, uh, if you're one of those 15 people that could help us Help us out here. Do us a solid. Listening now, live or after the fact, take a second. Show some love. Hit that thumbs up on the first look show. Up top, it's McBride for me. It's Kittle for you. Yep. Low tier for me is actually going to be $2,900 Smite. I think he's fine. Aconquo and Gerald Everett are fine as well, but I don't see enough of a difference, really. I'd probably just rather play Durham Smythe. Who do you have in the low tier? And then who do you have in the mid tier? I have Gerald Everett in the low tier. Okay. Just yeah. 35. There's only three guys, by the way, for me. It was Okongwu, Everett, and Durham Smythe that I saw as even relatively interesting. My mid peer, my mid tier is Dalton Schultz. Uh, just okay. Again, the Texans. Stroud. I want Stroud in there, but I think he plays. All right. Yeah, I'll go. Man, Hunter Henry before he was out last week, he'd been damn good, huh? So he he had been awesome. The thing that killed me about that, I really thought that. Kaziki would be really good and he was not I mean he he happened to catch a touchdown against Denver but he only had two targets yeah I, I don't think I'm going Mike Kaziki there neither am I I just thought uh, on a showdown slate for which sure. that was he he was so good in Miami for a little while there and just not the same role obviously give me McBride Schultz and Smythe and you've got Kittle Schultz and Everett correct Favorite defense under 3K? I have three of them. Can you guess them, Ben? Uh, We've got... You nailed them last week, and I think I had like six. So we've got Denver. Yep. We've got Cincinnati. I don't have Cincinnati in. Okay. Carolina. I don't. Okay, I get it. <laughs> usually you nail... Usually it's just too easy. I think the Ravens are viable against Miami. Okay. Do you not at home? I mean, both teams clearly a lot to play for, but Ravens defense is phenomenal. The Ravens are just awesome. Yeah. Um, do they? Do the Dolphins become? Do you worry that they become? I don't want to say one dimensional because you still have a good backfield, but the absence of Jalen Warren, how much easier does that make wow. it for an opposing defense? I do think it, it certainly 
they can key more on Hill because Waddle's a serious threat. Like I don't, I think he's he's not to the level of Evans uh, and Cooper, but like I think Waddle's a superstar. And if he was in a but slightly, his presence different... is going to be felt. Or sorry, his absence is going to be felt on a team like that. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, I I really I'm surprised. I thought you might go to Cincinnati. No, I really thought that no. would be on there. I had the twenty nine hundred dollar Chargers. Well, now the Chargers are going to be chalk. I had him even before that. That's the problem. Yeah. I had him when I expected Wilson to play. Um, for everyone that, and I'm listen, rightfully so. If you think the Chiefs are that dysfunctional, I don't know why you wouldn't go back to Cincinnati. You know what? I I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati has a little bit of ownership as a result. Not saying they shouldn't, but maybe people do go to Cincy. Maybe they yeah. do. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, man. We're back. We're back and better than ever. We're going to close the year strong. Yeah. You ready to uh, do a little podcast exclusive? Absolutely. Let's do it. Guys, free square on better. Patrick Mahomes over half a passing yard. Up to 100 extra entries. $500 first match deposit bonus. Bing, bang, boom. What a way to get it. Link in the description and in chat if you're not. Uh, And by uh, one other thing, I've been getting a lot of questions in DMs. And by the way, they're open. Feel free to always hit me up. I'm happy to help you guys with any of that. Uh, On the Sims tools, like just questions on, you know, I just signed up. I'm not necessarily sure how to use them. So I've been sending them the tutorials because they're super. I used the one with Steve and, and Greg when I first started using when we first came out with the NFL one. For some reason, the NFL tab on the Sims or the NFL page for Sims didn't have the tutorials up. MBA did I talked to our devs and they got them back up so like if you're on the sims and you're new to it look in the top right where you see help and all this other stuff there's now a tutorials link that'll take you to all of the tutorials uh but my dms are always open happy to help especially if you guys are new with these tools the the sims specifically can be a little bit daunting until you take a few minutes and it becomes really really easy it has saved me so much time dude oh yeah it is it has saved me so I'm playing, by the way, I'm playing every slate now, like where with basketball, I could barely ever play football. You know, you do what you can. I'm playing every single slate now that, that comes across to my plate. Yeah. And you're playing it, not just spray and pray. That's the best part. Like you, yep. you're not sacrificing anything because uh, it's just a more efficient process. Anyway, follow Ben at Jazz DFS, me at Lafayette underscore D on the Twitter. Shout out to Jordan for producing this one. We're going to go record a podcast exclusive. We'll keep it to 30. It should be up in around an hour, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for the NFL Ownership Show. Peace. Peace.